Yeah, well, he was on a, a like an unscripted reality series where it was about like like sort of like left of center celebrities going to rehab. Did you yeah, ever it was see called, that? Wasn't it called? Uh, D, wasn't the show called D List or something? I don't know, but it was like. Uh, no, that was Kathy Griffin, Life on the D List or whatever. Oh, but, they're the uh, same person. They're interchangeable. <laughs> All you have to do is switch out the hair. Exactly. Um, welcome to the show. They're just like a pay. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Hey, yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, what is the show? Uh, mean Girls Interrupted. Yeah, and John, what do we do here at this show? We're not just mean. And we're not just girls. And we're not and just we're- interrupted. Exactly. We uh, we watch a movie and then we talk about it here. Yeah, we spoil the movie. Yeah. So spoiler alert. If you didn't read the title, it's Babylon. Yeah. Well, last week we did lie to you and tell you we were going to do a movie with (laughs) uh, (laughs) Empire of Light. We were going to do Empire of Light. And then we decided to switch it up and do both movies are about the movies. Are they? Yeah. See, John, I have no clue what Empire of Light is about. I'm not going to lie. Me neither, really, but I know not it's even about a movies. single clue. Um, that's that's Babylon, all just my interest is just a, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, that's the same for me. She's a real <laughs> star that she can, like, draw people into a movie and they don't even question it. They're just like, Olivia Coleman, cool. Yeah, I don't know what it's about. And How I does don't she care. do it? Because she's talented. I know. It's so weird. But, but we there's didn't something else. There's something else more that about Olivia Coleman, because she was in The Lost Daughter and I didn't care what it was even going to be about, but I watched it. That's the one with Dakota Johnson. Yes. Yes. John, I didn't watch it and I'm so sorry. And I wanted to. Yeah. You know, it's but directed I kind of by Maggie Gyllenhaal it. and you can oh. forget about it. Oh, OK. You can. <laughs> that uh, good, huh? Paul Mescal is in there. Oh, I think we're pronouncing his name wrong. Mescal? I actually don't know. I didn't bother clicking the link when I it said, we've all been pronouncing Paul M-word's last name wrong. Well, we're from the Southwest, so we think, like, Mescal is going to be like Mescal. Yeah, it's true. Is it Mescal? I don't even know. I actually don't know. I don't want to call him by something his name isn't. That's, that's the title of that Army Hammer movie. Uh, call me uh, by uh, your d- don't call me by your name, name that isn't yeah the sequel <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um so everyone we decided to do babylon yeah. this week and if you all know uh this movie is uh-huh. listen yeah this movie is polarizing long. oh i you know what i'm glad long. that i'm glad that you brought that up because everyone, we should talk about that runtime this is a three hour movie. I'm not jo- like, no, it's not just three hours. It's they went three hours and nine minutes. This was Avatar levels of length. I first off, can for I just why? tell you for why, John, let me tell you a I don't know why B this movie is so chaotic. It gave me RRR. Yeah, All I R, could R, think R, of was, was RRR because it starts just like that. There is so much happening in the beginning of this movie, which we're yeah. going to jump into in a minute. It had me thrown for a loop. I ain't going to um, lie to you. Yeah, it makes an interesting first impression. Like it's, the first, it's either good the for you or bad hour. for you. 
It's 30 minutes. John, I know. I actually, I'm so glad you just said that because, John, I looked at the timestamp right after it said Babylon. I had to go back. I said, they played this for 30 minutes before the actual title of the movie pops on the screen. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's like a prologue or something because I, it's it was long. So many things happen. John, there, there are so many titties in this movie. So many. Also, peeing. There, I saw like th- I barely saw there were like three dicks, but this movie has so many boobs in it. There is yeah. sex. There is so much sex in the beginning let's of this movie. It, let's list it down the first 30 minutes. Well, it's, actually. OK, so you got, you got boobies. Wait, you should got, we talk about who's in this first and then oh, we get right, right, okay. right. So it's Brad Pitt. Yes, Brad it's Pitt. Margaret Robbie. Oh, good, dear Margaret. <laughs> Wait, it, is that a good movie? Is that a good title to a movie? Dear Margaret. A deer, Think about it, everyone. I know there's like a Dear Evan Hansen and yeah, but like you, no, a Dear no, no, something or other. And now there's Dear Margaret. No, but we're doing D-E-E-R, Margaret. Right. She's a Margaret <laughs> who's a deer. Yes. So it's different. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah. Fawn Margaret. Yeah. Fawn uh, Margaret. And it also stars Diego Calva, who, uh, oh, my goodness. Like, why? Where has he been? I don't know. But them lips. I know. I kept staring at his lips. I was like, oh, they're very luscious. I know. Like, it's just like crazy. He's very very handsome. Yeah. I know that he's like a Mexican actor uh, who is famous. Um, But good for him. Yeah, seriously. Like his his, uh, he's got his whole future ahead of him. (laughs) Yeah, it was great for him, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, Gene Smart. Oh, by the way, duh. Of course, love Gene Smart. Yeah. Designing women. I mean, hell yes. Hello. I mean, come on. <laughs> Queer representation. <laughs> Le- I mean, let's talk about it. Yeah, we should talk about it. Like, I mean, Designing Women's amazing. Did I ever tell? Oh, John, I went back and rewatched Designing Women. You did. This was just a few months ago. You did, yes. I did. I couldn't stop watching Does it. Does it hold up? Because as a kid, I John, was... John, it absolutely holds up. I was completely fascinated. I didn't know what they were talking about at any given time, but Them I would Studebakers. watch it with my mom. The Studebakers and their gay friend who would come over all the time. The John, it's good. interior and designer. It, it still holds up. It's good. I just liked all the patterns in the set. I and just I liked, liked that they all had the like, women. I know. And they had like their little stations. Like the set was like set yep. up where they had their own little spots. Jean yep. Smart was always in the front. Yeah, that's she right. She sat right there as a receptionist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jean Smart's iconic. Designing women. For those of you out there who are not into it get into it get into it go back to it because it has one of the most iconic monologues that has oh, ever right. ever ever come from a sitcom the main studebaker lady who's like usually yep. cold and bitchy like stands yep. up for her friend she stands up for her sister right oh right it is her she sister. stands up for her sister who somebody is talking shit about and she's like oh, no ma'am uh, Annie Potts. That's where yes. like, that's where she became famous. Yep. Annie Potts. Annie Potts, who then went on a few years after the cancellation of that show to do a made for TV rendition of the Michelle Pfeiffer movie where she is the white savior in the high school. Oh, uh, and then Coolio had the really popular song Gangster's Paradise to yes. accompany that film. Oh, the TV yeah. film Dangerous Minds. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Annie Potts played in like the made for TV. No, it was like I think it was an actual series that only went for like one season. Damn. 
And she, she was said, like, she was like the rough and tumble Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Uh, yeah, it didn't work. Uh, so damn. Babylon. So Babylon, everyone. <laughs> uh, Gene Smart. That's how Gene we, that's Smart. How we that got That is off how track. we got there. Guys, I'm sorry. We get off track uh, so often. I know. We don't mean to. Yeah. She it's plays because, Eleanor St. John, which is an amazing name. Yeah. I mean, talk about it. St. John. Zwart. St. John's Ward. St. John's Bay. St. <laughs> <Saint> John's Bay. <laughs> B-A-E. Yeah, B-A-E. St. John's Bay. Gene Smart as St. John's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Which almost rhymes with Beyonce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Queen Bay. So who else is in this um, movie? <laughs> also, um, What's-His-Face pops up at one point looking absolutely worse for wear. Who? Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, Tobey Maguire. That's Tobey right. Maguire rolls up looking like I am looking like uh, death warmed over. He's like, do you want some alcohol mixed with ether? Right. I said drinking uh, it. John, that's why, he, it. that's why he looked the way he did. Yeah, but we'll get there. The, we'll get to that point later. Will but we? Because like, how do you even synopsize a movie like Babylon? This movie is so crazy. Well, okay. So the thing is, is it's not unlike mm-hmm. um, Tar, where there's yeah. a lot of very long scenes, but not so much happens. Like, yes, a ton is happening visually. It yes, is, the story, though, the, the core story, to your point, is like. It's a very basic simple. story. It's simple. It follows a pretty basic format. You have a bunch of different people who are kind of together in the same world, the industry, the movie industry, the entertainment. It's, it takes place during a time where silent film is coming to an end and being yep. replaced by talkies, which is a, yes. a, a subject that's been explored in movies. It's many, a very common thing. Yeah. Many times. It's like, oh no, what's going to happen with these talkies threatening, threatening our uh, whole situation over here in the silent yep. film industry. It's like, oh no, we're, we're good at pantomiming. Yeah. Um, do you like, um, do you like, uh, silent films, Travis? I really liked a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, okay. So there was one, wasn't there one, a few years back and it had mm-hmm. um she has the giant eyes why can i remember never remember her name i'm amily no 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 it was a black and white movie uh, uh was it the um the artist yes the artist that was silent was it not it was it was a silent film and i love silent film that was modern john i loved the artist yeah, the artist was cool, but also that wasn't that of also about a uh, silent film coming to an end. And I think so. In but a way, also, like it was like in the backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. But also it has this it has this actress in it or actor. If we prefer, I don't know. I'm trying to remember her name. I love her to death. And she pops up everywhere and she has the biggest eyes. She has blonde hair. She's kind of like um, she's a little bit alien looking, but I can't stop mm. looking at her. I think she's so gorgeous, and I wish I could remember what her name is. You would know who she is, but I never I guess, watched that movie, which is weird. But to I remember whenever it was the, like it got like all the awards. John, it's great. I truly think you would love that movie. I'm not joking. I really do think you would love it. I know that there's movie. a dog involved. 
Um, I, John, it's been a while. There could be a dog. There's a dog in there. There could be. There's a dog in that. But you want, there's a dog in that. <laughs> um, so, but to get back to it, yes, I thought the artist was great. As far as like older silent movies, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you that I've watched too many of them. Yeah, I went on a silent movie. I had a silent movie era myself. You did? Yeah. How many and did you watch? It was it was a lot. Was it a lot? <laughs> <laughs> like was, in, um, what, in what context? No, oh, okay. gotcha. no I like uh, all the all the classics. I think it was whenever I was doing like movie drugs, school hard stuff. Drugs. Hard drugs as well. <laughs> That's, yes, yes. I would just shoot up a little bit of heroin and watch the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, I don't that you are speaking in riddles. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yes. So is um, it something I should watch? Um, it's wild and you can see how it has influenced a lot of major filmmakers that we still watch and enjoy today. John, maybe I'll check it out. It's like it's sort of like the epoch if that's even the right word of of uh german expressionism oh i was gonna say isn't that like a word for the devil (laughs) (laughs) also also, metropolis is very good too oh john i've heard of metropolis they're remaking it into a silent movie i i don't know but i know i know there's a remake involved now which is weird metropolis well maybe i should check it out you want to know what I always wish they would have made into a movie? And this has nothing to do with anything ex- mm-hmm. except for it's called Lucifer's Hammer. And it is an apocalypse movie. John, the book Lucifer's Hammer, if I can find it, I'm going to mail it to you. Okay. You have to read Lucifer's Hammer. I, I swear I to God, it is one of the best books. It's so fucking good. And I wish it was a movie. Wish it were a movie, not was. Sorry, Ooh, that is not the correct. Send it my way. I am going to mail it to you. I will look around. I swear to you, it's one of my favorite when books. When did you read it? Years ago. John, I have this book sitting right here on my desk, and I'm, I know this is so off subject, but it's called A Bless Me Ultima. I've never Ooh, read this. John, I, hear, had, I, I know that that's probably being made into a movie. I have not read this yet. It is so tiny. Look at how small it is in my hands. I know. I'm like, uh, why is it so small? It's like but a I do, pamphlet. I do plan on reading this. And I'm just saying like. Who recommended I, that? Um, John, I don't even remember where I got it. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually sure. You're like, I found it on the street. And I've no, been I truly do it. not remember where I got this. That's so interesting. But I was cleaning out my closet the other day. Cleaning out my closet. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, I found it and I was like. When did I get this? Nice. So, oh, Bless Me Ultima has been made into a movie already. Oh, it has? Yes. Oh, shoot. From can you two, look in 2013? Can can you see if Lucifer's Hammer was ever made into one? Because if not, John, you have to adapt Ooh, it. Let's see here. You Lucifer. have to adapt this movie. You know, speaking of Lucifer, do you ever think about whenever you hear or say the word Lucifer, you think about the uh, mice from... Uh, uh, Cinderella, because the cat's name is Lucifer and they pronounce it Rusify. Oh, no, I never thought about that. I think about that constantly. You do? I always think about that. I always think about that very provocative poster for that show, Lucifer, where the guy is barely covering his junk. The one who plays Lucifer. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to see that. 
very attractive. So, <laughs> and it's a very productive. So, but back also to Babylon, Babylon also stars Toby McGuire, oh. uh, Max Minghella, uh, who? Eyebrows. Which eyebrows? ones? Which eyebrows? I know there's a lot of good eyebrows in here. Which but eyebrows are we talking? He's like sort of a throwaway character. He shows up. He like he works for Metro Goldwyn Mayer MGM, and he hands oh, the card to the uh, right. trumpeter. Right. Yeah. Okay. The trumpeter is actually played by Jovan Adepo. John. Oh my gosh! I completely forgot about that guy. He's in it for three seconds. You see him, and you're like, right? I said, I know who that is. Yeah, he's from The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, he is. Also, he is the son of the late um, Anthony Minghella, who directed Cold Mountain, starring Renee Zellweger and Nicole Huig's. Wigman. Wigman. Uh, who, who directed this movie? We're 19 minutes in and we're just about as long as this movie. We're ju- oh, also it stars Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, uh-huh. Who did he play? Oh, was He's, he the blonde guy? The one he, who was like... The studio executive who, yes. uh, who offers the promotion and the role to our good friend um, Manny, played by, by, played by Diego Lips Calva. Yep. John... I knew I recognized him and I was like, I don't know who that is, but I know that face. Yeah, he screams in this. He's actually quite a good actor because he pulled it off. I know, right? I think he's been in a couple of movies before. Well, good for him. Yeah, good for, you know, yeah. I didn't recognize him with the sock off his cock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the only context in which I know. Who Flea is, but you know what? That's great PR. They were they knew what they were doing. They on did that a great Rolling job. Stones cover. I thought the cast was actually really great. Yeah, the cast is good. The acting is is delicious. The acting is really good. I want to say breakout standout Manny. Breakout Manny, standout Diego Calva. It's it's he where is it's at. So good in this movie. So yeah. good in this movie. And I was I truly do not know who he is until I saw him in this movie. And I was he like, does a lot of silent acting himself. Well, you want to know what? He really pulls this off. He's so good in this movie. Um, we, we kind of see all of this through his eyes in a lot of who ways. Who directed this, by the way? Oh, Damien Chazelle. Can we, you tell? That is a hot last name. Isn't it? Can he, it really <laughs> is. Can you tell me what else he has done? Uh, La La Land. He did? That, so that makes, makes sense. sense, right? That checks out. Also... How much did this movie cost? Because Ooh, hunty. Oh, it's not hunty. a cheap movie. Hunty, hunty, hunty. Uh, can you just say hunty a few more times before hunty, so I can get that? Hunty grunty. <laughs> um Mrs. Munty. Give me all of your cunty. I said that um I said that with a Q. For all of you out there who are subscribed okay, to QAnon. All right. So Babylon, uh, it definitely cost $78 million. Holy. Which oh. seems like. Uh, Did it make of, its money back? Uh, no. By <laughs> a lot, I think. Right. Yeah. John, yeah. I think this movie may have flopped. Yeah, it was a, it was a flop. It which is really flop. unfortunate because. Yeah. Yeah. I actually. <laughs> when I saw the timestamp, John, I said, this fucking movie. Like, and I the, said that with a PH because you know we what? are a, this is a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this, is a, this is a family film. 
John, uh, this, no, this is absolutely. You better not let your kids watch this movie. Um, or I do would whatever let my you kids want. Watch this. I'm like, you know what? If you want, you're an adult. If you, you want to see what what the real world is like, if you want to see what 1920s, you sit here for three hours and nine minutes, and you get a dose of reality. Which I'm taking is, your tablet which away. Cocaine. Oh, uh, so much cocaine. Feces. Uh, golden showers in the first 30 minutes. Pills that come out of um, peanuts. Yes, peanut pills uh, delivered to you by a guy who calls himself the Count and he wears a cape. That golden shower scene in the beginning of the movie. First, we're doused with elephant shit and it is diarrhea. Um, Yeah, at that point in time, I was like, do I need to turn this off? That's what I thought, too. I said, oh, no, what direction is this movie going? John, and then we get a golden shower, no joke, two minutes later. And it's not like, and that guy on the ground is so disgusting. He, uh, he is giggling like a school child. It is and so crazy. You know what? We don't yuck on anybody's yum here. No, I, honestly, we would never. And I'm not going to say. But the casting of that guy is like so specific. It like, is. You know what I mean? Spot on. It's I, like who else would have played that role? It's almost Danny like, DeVito? do you remember like Kill Bill um, uh, volume two whenever we go into the anime sequence? Uh, and, uh, and it cuts to uh, Lucy Liu's character being an assassin in like anime. Yes. Wait, is she an anime, though? Because um, no, Lucy Liu, <clears throat> Lucy Liu's character dies in the first one. Right, but in the in Kill Bill Volume Two, we go in. Oh wait, no, it is it is the first one. It is the first one. Yeah. Right, we go into her backstory in Volume One. You're right. Um, and uh, spoiler we, alert for all of you who've never watched Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, she gets scalped. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so anyway, she uh, we go into her like assassination journey via anime, and then it cuts to like her assassinating like um, an American politician. And like he has like that rosy cheeks and he's totally yes. drunk with all those like yes. uh, uh, sex workers. You are the, correct. It, he, it's giving me that the guy who gets peed on sexually. It, it, John, it makes me wonder if that's the same person and they I just know, right? swap them out because now that you're telling me, I can see it so vividly. Yeah, he's almost like a cartoon character version. He is. Yeah. Well, but I guess okay. So this movie doesn't matter to lot. the story at all. <laughs> he doesn't, but he is entertaining in that moment. Yeah, he does matter only in the fact that he is the catalyst of how Margot Robbie becomes Nelly uh, Leroy. This yes. famous. So should we get into it real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know how we're okay. Can we do like a quick? Yeah, we'll do a quick, a quick one. Okay, so uh, Mark, we start out at this crazy ass party, basically. John, that party gave me anxiety. There was too many people. I said fire hazard. Yeah. And also like, wow. Those those background actors were serving. John, they were serving. They came to clothing. Yeah. Uh, No clothing. We're talking full frontal everything's. Where um, we're, we're talking kink scenarios. It's basically a sex party, which was so weird, because when I first saw Jean Smart, I didn't know she was in this. When you were like, I, John, the only Emperor's person I new knew. groove. That's who I, she is. Yeah, John. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes, I love you for that. Emperor's New Groove is my favorite Disney movie. That's not a lie. Yeah. 
she looks just like Yzma, and I lost my mind. Yeah, I Yzma, said, but Yzma is also Yzma. inspired by a real-life yes, uh, Hollywood figure. Yes, she is. And, and I'm I trying can't to remember, remember who it is. She, she is a black actress who Yzma, oh. I believe, is... Oh, shit, sorry. I'm dropping things. Everyone, that was my <laughs> iPhone 12 Pro Max. Yeah. Pro-lapse. Pro-lapse. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's a uh, so she's there. She's uh, she plays like the publicity lady. She is <laughs> she does the journalist. The John, Hollywood, I loved her. Yeah, Hollywood goths. When um, I saw her there, I said, "Oh my goodness!" But why would she you, doesn't belong here? Literally, why would you invite the gossip columnist to a party that raunchy? I know, right? John, that party was the raunchiest of parties. Oh, it was so wild. There were so many drugs there. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, the the it goes on for way too long. 30 um, minutes. It's yeah. 30 minutes before we get. But it's a party at which everything happens for um a reason. For Manny and for Manny and for Mar- Margot Robbie, who is uh who is who's a what's it? What's what's her name again? Nelly Leroy. N- Nelly Leroy. Um, and she, uh, definitely shows up and crashes into a statue. She, oh, she does in someone else's car. She says, why is that statue there? She basically stole a car to get to this party. Yeah. And then Manny shows up and he's like, Nelly Leroy. He, he helps her get into this party after she's about to get kicked out. Right. But first, what, what do they do? They go and they, they basically steal all this cocaine. They They do do so so much cocaine. They go to a cocaine stash room and, uh, oh, is it? And also Brad Pitt's there and he is an established, he's an established movie star. Yes. A silent Um, movie star. People love him. His name is, uh, Conrad McConrad. Yes. uh, Isn't that his name? Conrad Brad Pitt. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's Brad Conrad. Yeah. And like, so they, they kind of burst into this party and. Margot Robbie goes completely wild and she's having so much fun and everyone, everyone loves, her. loves her. She's a yeah. star, baby. She rolls in. She <clears throat> is yeah. Pearl. She's basically Pearl. She is that delusional because <laughs> uh, Manny's like, uh, you want to be a you want to be a movie star? She's like, I already am a movie star. Like you like, just don't, nobody knows yeah. it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just basically like the Lady Gaga mentality. Which um, I love because it gets know, her right? to exactly where she needs to be. Right. But there's also a very, a very ill fate for her. I mean, talk about an ill fate for everyone. I know, right? Because so she rises to prominence through this party because she was in the right place at the right time. Yep. She's got the look. She's an it girl whenever she shows up to this janky ass studio. John, that set. Could there you even call so it many a studio? Ha- John, there were so many things happening at one time. There was How a, many movies there was a, were being There was filmed? a naked person bathing himself in, like out in the open. John, there's a naked person in almost every scene in this movie. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. But um, I, uh, yeah, so it's like this sort of Wild West Hollywood story where like there are no rules. She she rises to prominence through sabotage and pulling focus in the most aggressive way, which I love, dude, because also the other actress, it was time for her to go. 
I know, yeah. So like she, she was tired, you could tell. I know. She was so sleepy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everybody takes to uh Margot Robbie. She becomes famous basically overnight. Oh, and, it's um, wild. She knew exactly what she was doing. And then like an idiot, she hires her dad as a manager. Yes, the business manager. Who, I mean, he, they're ever. from New Jersey, and she has a very thick New Jersey accent in this, which comes she, into play. In every movie she does. She's very good at Jersey. I don't. I think it's because she's Australian, and, and maybe, maybe she can't do an them. American. Yeah. yeah. So not American. <laughs> like, like, well, she, she can't do an American accent. You know what but, I mean? No, I think it's hilarious because, like, I also don't think people from New Jersey are Americans. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I forgot. <laughs> Bro, we have so many regional dialects here in John, this vast they, country of America. John, they live on a different planet. New right. Jersey is New it's, Jersey is so far removed from everything. Yeah, whenever I think of New Jersey, I just I still think of Snooky because we were raised uh, in the early raised aughts. by Snooky. Can raised you imagine? By, oh, that's a new show. Raised by Snooky. We need to approach Snooky. Right now and be like, hey, we have this series, this unscripted series. Get her on the phone. It's called Raised by Snooky, and it's where you adopt children and try to raise them on in front of cameras. I really like that idea. Yeah. No, you, you but you try to raise them. They're all different weights. Yeah. And all so she it does gets is harder. Like she, the babies get like, heavier. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and, and so and by babies we mean uh basketballs with a mustache and, yes and wigs on yeah yeah because various, that's snooky various baby. forms of weights yes <laughs> like medicine <laughs> balls yeah. yeah she's very orange or she was in the early aughts i love snooky listen i love all of them they are they are them through and through yes they're never not going to be anyone else and they're never going to apologize and you Jim. know what Tan and laundry. I love that for them because yeah. they capitalized off of being orange monsters for so long. <laughs> and John, I love and it. Some guy named the situation. John, why couldn't we see? We weren't orange enough. enough. We weren't orange enough. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't gym enough. We didn't tan enough. And we didn't laundry enough. Didn't laundry enough. <laughs> Next time. <clears throat> so Babylon. But, Back uh, to Babylon. She has a New Jersey accent because that's where she's from. Yeah. And this becomes a problem yeah. because as the movies start turning into talkies, she's also a little bit. Um, she is how you say uh, she's not a prude. She no. is uh, what people would say is she has no morals. She lacks she's a morals. Girl. Yes. And. No one likes listening to her talk, mm-hmm. which is a problem. She has like a grating New Jersey accent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she has to. So Brad Pitt also is a silent film star who is affected by talkies being the next thing that happens. And um, <clears throat> in doing so, he's also unable to really adapt at first. And uh, he does a, his own his first talkie movie and people are literally laughing at it. Yes. But Manny somehow has worked his way into this industry and has become an absolute monster. Right. Because Manny, Manny has been, uh, through this party, he becomes Brad Pitt's assistant. Yep. For a very long time. Works his way up too, And doesn't even tell Brad Pitt about it. As soon as the talkies start happening, 
uh, he he kind of sees something in the trumpeter uh, who uh, the character name is Sidney Palmer. And he's yes. been a trumpeter in movie for movies for a very long time, but sort of very much in the background. Like he's like he's basically playing parties all the time. Yeah, he's and, not doing uh, much else as part of a band. And then Max Minghella very drunkenly hands him a card thinking that he's like the leader of this band and he's not. But he takes the card and capitalizes on it. And uh, well, he... the trumpeter says you guys are pointing the cameras at the wrong people mm. because <clears throat> Manny is sitting here like he's enamored by these people. He can't stop looking at them. He's like, oh, wait. And then when the trumpeter says the cameras are on the wrong people, he's like, we can capitalize. He can exploit. Yeah, not Manny just capitalize has, because the sound is coming into the movies yep. at this point. And he's like, wait, we can like do this whole like series where people can pay to see you perform with a band and they do yep. that. And it's a very huge success. <clears throat> There's no story behind it, but it's sound, it's movies. Um, it's distributed all over the world. And uh, Manny is tapped by MGM to come direct talkies for them. Yep. Because he's good at sound and yep. all these silent film directors are getting lost in the fray. They don't they're trying to adapt, but they can't. They don't know the mechanisms. They don't know how it really works and navigate. So everybody who is at the top of silent films are really just sort of spiraling down, which is really wild <clears throat> to think about because man, honestly, he can adapt. yeah, he can adapt. And I think there were a lot of people in the time who probably did adapt. And I bet you. There were yeah. a lot of people who really sunk to the bottom and their careers were absolutely destroyed. It's absolutely a true thing. It's because and there is like a there is. I know there was an, an iconic actress in the silent film era. I can't remember her name, but she had charisma. Yeah, exactly. Uniqueness, nerve and talent. <laughs> exactly. That's her full name. Yeah. Um, and she uh, she had like this thick east coast accent that she just oh. couldn't shake and that, that's what margot robbie's character wonder, is based on oh are you for real yeah like that, that, that makes element sense. of her yeah that makes sense because people were not ready to hear it right you can have so much screen presence but yeah you can but, be amazing on the screen but the second you open your mouth they should yeah. have just mi mil uh, milli vanillied this I know, right? But they probably just didn't know about dubbing at the time. They could have just <laughs> dubbed another person. Listen, she had the presence. I think they she, used to do that, actually. Did like, they? I yeah. wouldn't be shocked. I really but, wouldn't be shocked. Um, also, so this is sort of an in another interesting thing. The, a part of the story is like Brad Pitt trying to adapt to talkies and he's preparing for his his next big thing and this movie spans a lot of time right so he John, is, this movie spans yeah years so he's, of time he's married to this uh this sort of like high society theater actress who like does yes. broadway stage plays yep and so she's trying to really like let him know what how to really really act like what he's gonna need to require what talkies are going to require performance wise from now on is basically stage actors. And that's why in that transition time, a lot of stage actors, stage came actors over. were, they were transitioning yeah. over because they needed the stage yeah. actors. That's that why makes like, perfect sense. Yeah. Cause like they can carry that performance. It needs to be a stage play on film basically. And that's why you get like, that's like when all the, all the classic stage actors, like, 
like Lester Lawrence and Olivier, he comes in and Vivian Lee, she was a stage performer. And yeah, they all just sort of came over and Leah Michelle, the classic <laughs> Leah Michelle. <laughs> she can't, Who's, she can't read. <laughs> she, can, she can sing, though. But she can sing, but she can't read. She can sing and be a monster. You know what? Welcome. She's a- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, wow. Anyway, so it, it explores all that kind of situation. But we're it really does, and he does not like it. He's mad. He's pissed off at her because she's right. And he doesn't want to accept yeah. like she's the one who could take his career in a moment. And she tries, but his ego gets in the way. Yeah, and he gets like, very pissed because there's a whole like people of the theater are certainly like of a higher class. And in silent film, you can come you can be rags to riches. Honestly, which is how Margot Robbie came up. She was. Yeah, she she was not a classy gal. Not one bit. No, no, no. She shows up at parties and it all sort of comes to a head for her after she's at the top of her fame. It all coalesces sort of at another party. Oh, like I loved it. Insane. I loved it. That she comes in. She comes in literally riding the the USC uh, football team, which essentially. Yeah, I was here for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. But she she's like in the like in the bathroom in the pool room or whatever in the pool house. And like she overhears her father like talking shit about her to somebody. Like, yeah, just being like she's low down, dirty trash. No, kind of no, thing. no, no. She hears somebody else talking about her and her dad. They were like, did you see her dad saying that she's trash and that the studios are thinking about letting her go because of her voice? So at this point, she's embarrassed by her dad, which is when she wants to have her dad wrestle a snake because she knows he could potentially die. She's I think she to was trying him. to kill him. Yes, for sure. But he was too drunk. And so she decides to wrestle the snake and she gets a bit in the neck. It's a by a diamond back. Uh, yes. And, and that really cute Asian girl, whoever that actress is, John Jun Lee. I, oh, no, Lee. Sorry, Lee Jun Lee. Okay. I love her. Lady I want to see her. You. I want to see her in so many more things. John, she was one of my favorite parts of this movie. She was very vampy. You She's know what I mean? Gorgeous. Oh, she was vampy. Plus, I loved her appeal too. She was so like, I'm into men and women. Yes, but Margot Robbie through this experience because she steps in and she's like everybody's freaking out. Like like Margot Robbie has like a a snake attached to her neck and she's, she's screaming. She's basically dying. Yeah, and so she cuts the snake's head off, removes it from her neck, and uh, sucks the the venom out, and then they make out. And they make out. Well, John, that scene was so crazy because she throws. So, uh, the character, what's her name, Faye? Uh, Lady uh, Faye Zhu. Lady Faye Zhu. So Lady Faye Zhu puts the alcohol in her mouth to swish out the poison. Then yeah. throws some alcohol on what's her face's neck and then they start macking it. And I'm like, there's literal poison. Yeah. So they're <laughs> swapping this. But John, this movie's so crazy. It's crazy. And we're like not even scratching the surface at and all. And that's OK, because there's no way. To- right. So why don't we just hop, <laughs> skip and a jump to Brad Pitt shoots himself in the head. Brad Pitt <laughs> shoots himself in the head. His career's over. My favorite part of this it. movie. I will tell you this. My favorite part of this movie is Gene Smart talking to him. Yeah, she's like, listen, bitch. Absolute favorite part that stands out to me the most because she truly 
this is where the movie, because this movie's so, so wild. Yeah. This is where it, it kind of tones it down and she explains to him, like, it's she over drops for her, you, she dude. She drops her crazy accent that she's she does. putting on. She does. And she's basically like, yo, you need to accept the fact that time You're has moved over. on. You're over. But guess what? People will always remember you. Yeah. Like, so you stop fucking blessed. complaining. Like, you are immortalized in film. But the movies, the idea of Hollywood and celebrity is like way bigger than you. And you just need to kind of deal with it. Yes. And he can't deal with it, which is why he kills himself. Yes. Um, because he does see the truth that he is irrelevant. Yep. He, he doesn't want to accept it. No. So he doesn't. But meanwhile, Margot Robbie has really I, hit rock bottom. She has a, a very huge gambling problem. Yes. And so it, in like the 1930s, $85,000 is what she owes. So who even which knows is, what that is with inflation? But she doesn't have it, even though she is still considered a huge icon. Yep. She has no money. And yeah, so she goes dad to dad started a restaurant, a restaurant and a house they don't own and all of these things. She has no cash. All she has is her Manny. celebrity. That's it. And Manny the, and Manny. She that's goes it. to ask for the money and he's like, and I hate this moment because he's like, he knows that he knows that he shouldn't help her, but he does. Yeah, yeah he knows he shouldn't. And it completely takes him down. Yeah, it does. It actually backfires for he him. He was a studio executive. And, and it backfires he, for him. Yeah, so he tries to help her out. He goes to her. So he uh, finds $85,000 uh, loaned by the count, and he and the count go to try to pay Toby Maguire off, who's the creditor, whatever. And uh, yeah, and so... Uh, that's a wild scene that we're not going to touch on but it turns out the money's (laughs) fake it turns out it's prop money and manny didn't know and so during this meeting he's like holy shit we're gonna die like they're gonna kill us and but toby mcguire like likes manny and knows that he's a studio executive and he's like let's make movies together Uh, and like he pitches him all these stupid movie ideas and (laughs) (laughs) But Toby Maguire does a really good creepy bad guy. John, he's uh, he does really creepy everything. He probably just is really creepy. He does really creepy. He is great at being a creepy bad guy. I don't know what. Listen, the makeup department, or maybe he just showed up on set that day. Probably but he, just showed up on set. They're like, don't throw anything on that <laughs> <laughs> because he looked crazy as hell. But, yeah, he looked insane. But he takes Manny to an underground. Uh. I can only describe it as a as a gay club. <laughs> I'm just kidding. John, I don't even know what this was. There was fighting and then there was a bunch of different levels of debauchery happening. You know what? This is where punching down for me is an issue. Because it was full it was full kink, it was full like leather, it was full bondage. It was it was all these like sexual kinks going down. But also it was being depicted as something depraved and like something that was inherently evil and bad. But at the time, you also have to consider, I mean, John, they were dropping the hard Fs in this movie. Yeah, they were saying a bunch of things that in at the time during the context in the 20s and 30s. Yeah, this is when people truly started turning into this like weird Christian. They were like morals only. True. And, and and while it was like, you're right, because during the silent film era, it was open. The debauchery yes, was at the parties with all was. the big celebrities. 
And now it's been sort of at this point in the movie relegated to like a tunnel. Yes, it is. And that's exactly how it was because they also had the prohibition. And these were all these things that were happening because our country as a whole was becoming more and more repressed. It's true. You're very valid point. Very, very true. This movie hits a lot of like crazy things within the industry because you're actually watching as the entertainment industry turns into this one thing you're noticing and they don't really touch base like they do have to take these things to tunnels. It's no longer out in the open. Absolutely true. And also like where like also because Margot Robbie becomes in a forms a relationship. She's in a relationship with Lady Feiju for a while. And they told her. They're in a gay relationship. And then the tabloid it surfaces and the tabloids and they basically say they fire Lady Feiju, uh, Feiju, uh, Mm -hmm. who is like a writer at that point. And uh, yeah. And so their whole thing has to end. But the thing is, like, I feel like the movie itself, though, like is saying that this is like a hellish, evil, like kinky place. You know what I mean? I I can I can see what you mean, but I think that's also they were trying to depict that. Yeah, I think they did a good job depicting it because that is of the time. It's true. It's true. But I'm just like of the time. Yeah. And I guess even nowadays people see like people wearing leather masks and doing bondage stuff and and like kinky things and sort of taboo stuff. And people I think people nowadays still think of it as like, uh, not good you know what i mean no because we still have a lot of prudes this country is full of prudes let's just face it yeah there's a lot of people who don't like to accept that if it's not in if it's not in your bedroom it's none of your business yeah people like to stick their nose i think watching this part this whole sequence which is really good it was like my favorite part of the movie (laughs) like things get wild in this scene but it's like um I just felt like I think I got a little bit like queer defensive. You know what I mean? And that's okay because the thing is, like, wait, are you guys going to depict this? Okay. Like, are you, are you painting us as the bad evil people? Well, they would, uh, they have, they did. Yeah. It's true. And they still do. I think it fits well. I think it fits well within the context. I do understand where you're coming from, but when you see it, it's like, because representation matters. It does. And we still get to see ourselves, but you also get to see the downfall of this relationship between yeah. Lady Faye because that is when they were like, the country no longer accepts people like you. Right. You are relegated to a sewer. Where there's an alligator, by the way. There is an alligator. <laughs> there is a crocodile. And also she has to go to Europe. Lady Faye has to go to Europe to go and have a career because like things over there aren't looking yeah the same as they do here it's like becoming this very puritanical like girl goodbye yeah which is still here today it is and it's really annoying it's like you know what go ahead and go to church every sunday and i'm not trying to get preachy or anything but this is part of how this happened in the 30s and all of this yeah movies movies are a huge part of american society leave everyone else alone if we don't want to go and sit in your pews that's fine but guess what we're not trying to tell you you can't yeah like go see marvel movies and nothing else like you do do whatever you want (laughs) go do whatever you want just leave us the hell alone please conservatives love marvel movies well i love a marvel movie but i'm not a conservative also i know i just like the escape of a marvel movie Exactly. Yeah, I don't I think have to think escape, when I, yeah. I don't have to think about it. Like if I'm ever like feeling like I need something to watch, but I don't want to have to think 
Yeah. And I also want to be entertained. It's going to be a wasp. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's true. I um, like I like the escape of it and I think that's I think that's the appeal, but mm-hmm. it could have some maybe there's a bigger thing there. Yeah, I know. For I can't wait to see what DC comes up with because they're like revamping the whole DC a swamp thing is getting a movie and I hope it's like I hope it's like intensely graphic. It better be. I know. John, I used to have a Swamp Thing action figure. Really? I did. I swear to God, I used to have a Swamp Thing action figure. I like Swamp Thing. I think it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so interesting, like the lore of it. Yeah. It's John, yeah. I loved Swamp Thing. I also was, obs- this is so weird. I was also weirdly obsessed with the blob, and I don't know why. Yeah. I love the blob for no that also attack of the killer tomatoes. Come on, let's talk right. about a movie. So these are all. And the reason I say this is because these are all older movies that kind of like, which is weird because they touch base on this at the end of Babylon. Whenever everything happens, we didn't, you know, right. we haven't really talked about how. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Manny, Manny, uh, it's discovered while he's while Toby Maguire takes him to this, uh, to the bowels of society, basically. And this uh, guy's eating full rats, crunching their bones up. There is a there is a there is there's this guy who would do anything for money. And he's like famous for uh, just eating rats, live rats and chopping their bodies. And it is disgusting. John, when he is crunching the bones, it really did make me want to throw up. And I was yeah. like, I can't. It's it's wild. And Toby, Toby, Toby McGuire is like tickled by it. And he's like, you know, I give him a 20. And so he digs in the little money bag and gives the guy a 20 and like Manny's like, oh, my gosh, the jig is up. And it is up because Toby, uh, uh, yeah. Toby McGuire looks down and like the ink is running off of the bills. <laughs> so uh, obviously they there's a their guns are drawn. Manny murders someone. He sticks a mace in someone's neck. Yes. And he runs. Which I thought he, was a really cool scene. I was like, I, know. I love that. He like he he frees the uh, the chained up crocodile to to mm. hold everybody off. And uh, he and the count, they steal a car and they get out of there. And what what does Manny do? Manny goes and picks up his uh, Margot Robbie, who's asleep on the couch. Yep. And they and they flee to Mexico with her. And she's like resistant to it and whatever. But yeah. They get They're to Mexico. They're going to flee to Mexico. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're going to flee to Mexico. They're going he, they to. don't get there yet. Right. Because he stops. Where does he stop? Actually, He stops in an apartment get... complex because they go to pick up. What's his face? The count. Yeah. And the, he's like, grab everything you need. And he leaves Margot Robbie in the car outside. Margot gets out when Manny leaves and she saunters off into the night. Never to be seen again. She just she literally. She just gets out and walks. She it's gets so out. weird. She dances into that weird spotlight. You see her one more time in a spotlight mm-hmm. because the street light is set as a spotlight and it's her final hurrah. She yeah. walks into that massive spotlight of a street light and then disappears into the dark. Manny yeah. walks into the house with the count and he's like, this is my roommate. And his roommate's eating like, I don't know, beef fingers. Right. I don't know what the hell he's eating. And so then some guy comes in. A Toby Maguire hitman. Uh, yeah, Toby Maguire hitman, who, by the way, is tall with a weird mustache. Um, <laughs> tall with a weird mustache. And uh, welcome to the stage. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And, um, 
but uh, and, so he comes in and uh, he pulp fictions them except for manny for some reason he lets manny go because manny is begging and pleading for his life and yeah. pissing himself he did piss himself he manny it's revealed that manny is not a he's he's just like this pathetic person yep he's not like a he doesn't have a spine he doesn't have a soul he has done terrible terrible things in his lifetime yeah and uh he yeah he just will do anything to survive even beg plead and piss himself and he did all of those and he survives and the guys like leave here yeah i think there was like an understanding between them yeah yeah, so he leaves and then Manny shows up years later to the like Kinoscope, which is actually it's it's Paramount, by the way, like yeah. Kinoscope that in this movie, it's Paramount like the they he takes his wife and child to see where he used to work in L.A. Yep. And so um, which is the Paramount lot. I I love the Paramount lot because it's like it's so old and they really haven't updated anything. It's crazy. So it's all just a hazard. I know. Yeah, probably. everything's still filled with asbestos. It's going to go up in flames one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he goes there and it's like very melancholy. And then we cut to the end where we go through like this weird montage of like John, I did not the evolution like, of movies. I did not like I'm going to tell you right now. I did not like the inclusion of that. I thought it was really weird. How Paramount, because it's Paramount Plus, where you can see this movie, puts all of these movies that are under their umbrella, like Avatar, just this weird. uh, Yeah, it was kind of like jarring. And I'm like, yeah, we know the evolution of movies. We get it. Like yeah. a quantum leap tunnel of mo- we know where movies have gone, bitch. It is 2023. Yeah, we, have we know that there. we know that movies were crazy in the 80s and wild in the 90s. I didn't need that part. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. actually truly was like, why did you include this? Right. It took me out. It no joke took me out of the story. Right. And it was, it was also like sort of like judging the schlocky movies of the times. You yeah. Know it I mean? took me out of the story. I wish they wouldn't have done that. I could have watched him cry. Didn't need to see this weird. Yeah. Also, <sighs> we also we get a very fast cut to an obituary or, or a, the corner yes. of a newspaper that says uh, Margaret Nelly's Robbie. Dead. Nelly's dead at the age of 34. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, she danced her way into the night. Um, also, um, what's her Gene Smart's character died shortly after Brad Pitt killed himself. Basically, everyone in this movie had the worst things happen to them, except mm-hmm. for Manny, who somehow is still alive and back on He's watching oh, a movie. Also, we do we do come full circle with uh, Sidney Palmer, the trumpeter. Yes. Like he's just playing uh, regular events yep. like he does have his fame behind him. He walks away from it, which is a messed up scene. And we will not touch base on that. Yeah, That's a messed a, up scene. I was like, quite fucked up. and uh, so he does the deed and then quits. He walks away from all that fame and notoriety. And he's the one that actually gets the happiest ending because he, he deserves just, it. He rejects it. Yeah. Yeah. He rejected Hollywood and what they wanted from him. You yeah. know, as a person of color at the time. So he said, fuck you. And he yeah. left. Yes. And we all know how very, 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 very. And still too troublesome. Today. The movies were and are, are still today. today. And it's weird. 
it's getting hopefully better, but it's still it not. It's not great. Is it? Because I don't know. I I went to dinner last night and some very alarming things were said. Oh, no. Yeah. No, we'll talk yeah. about it later. We will talk about it later. Yeah. After this, I need you to tell me what you're talking about, because now yeah. I'm like worried. I know it's very weird. It's very like eye opening because like you see like the PR of it all, like the movie industry at large is like trying to be more progressive and inclusive and whatever. They're trying. And then like behind the scenes, whenever you go to meetings, you go to lunches, you go to dinners like I it's on my mind whenever lately that I'm like, are you saying does it feel performative? Yeah, because it's like I I mean, yes, like. I um I have come into contact with with uh people who aren't uh straight cis men uh straight cis white men I have come into contact with people who aren't that and it's extraordinarily rare which is very weird like all of the meetings that I've been on it's like people pulling the strings in movies and TV and I'm like can I at least get a gay person here? There's like, like no gay people or probably somebody who's not white. And also all the women are are the assistants doing all the work. It's crazy. And that's kind of what Babylon is. Yeah. That's kind wild. of what this movie is. Yeah. So, yeah. So a lot of women assistants. Uh, the, What's crazy? They had a woman director, though. They did right. have the woman director, which I was like, is that just. Like, are they just retelling this or is that something that happened? No, I know that there were um, like a couple of really like powerful women directors in the silent film era. Like for sure. I can't think of the names. Um, Also, there were a lot of uh, screenwriting women, but it was always like people behind the scenes, like the people in power were always. Yes. uh, Dudes. Yeah, douchey dudes. Yeah, and that still is happening today. And it's just like my observation. And like the way that they talk around me like makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, because of like, course. If, like you get like straight cis white men together at a at a table, they're gonna talk a certain way, you know? Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. And I like thinking about it, I'm like, I can only imagine what yeah. happened at your dinner, and maybe I don't. Yeah, it just it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable as like a a queer individual and like I can't be myself, you know, I can't like mm-hmm. like I can't identify with them, you know. There's John, we don't have to identify with them. I know I don't want no, to at all, we have but no I no reason. But I but get our it. references are totally different, you know. But what also I mean? in the context of what you're doing too, it's kind of like you have to try and relate on some level to get anywhere because yeah. there's no gay people to help. I know. Uh, it's so crazy. But it doesn't matter. Babylon, everyone. Babylon. Babylon. How did you feel about it? Okay. Now that we're over time. <laughs> no, that's okay. We're we're not too far over time. Um, honestly, I liked this movie. I did. I liked yeah. this movie. It's a I liked very, it too. very long movie. Uh, a lot happens, but also a lot. Yeah. It's like a lot of filler goes down. It is filler. It's a Botox. There is so much filler. This is <laughs> wrestling all up in that bitch. Um, no, but for real. So a lot of stuff does happen, but it is filler. It's cool. It's entertaining. There's never a moment in this movie where I was like bored. Yeah, I was never bored. 
Um, it is long. There was a moment where I got past the two hour mark mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I, I would pause do something it to like else. see what the timestamp was. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, I have to do something else because, and let me tell you, I will say this. The first hour of this movie felt like two oh. hours. And it I was don't insane. know why. It John, was, I kept I, exactly. looking. I kept looking at it. I was and like, I said, how much longer do we have to do this fucking movie? I'm like, there's it's, only 40 uh, minutes has only elapsed. And I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. It, it, it was a weird time out. warp. But it, it was ugh, This crazy. is a good movie, but. And we do this often. My uh, however is. Uh, you know what? Prestige movies have a lot of audacity. This time. The timestamp. I do not care how great the acting was. Mm-mm. Girl. No, no, no. Cut some shit out. Like you cannot expect us to be fully engaged for this I, long. John, I had to stop after two hours, but I continued. I, this is so wild. I know I always talk about Bob's Burgers. I started Bob's Burgers and I watched five minutes of an episode and I said, you have one hour left. Just go back and finish the movie. You can watch Bob's Burgers you after what? you're done. Just bite the bullet. Watch this thing. So but at the I, same time, I like I I like the movie. I like I the acting. Really I like, like the movie. I like the tone of it. I like how how they really go in on the debauchery. Love I love it. the debauchery. I loved when Margot Robbie threw up all over that carpet and then hilariously threw up yeah. crazy all over the dude's face. There was a lot of over the top moments in this movie that I lived for. But yeah. also, there was a lot that I think could have been Jimmy cut. Christmas. So I think for me, my rating yeah. for this, I didn't check nothing. I don't care about nobody else's opinion. Yeah. Out of out of 10 elephant diarrhea waterfalls, <laughs> I'm giving this movie a seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's it. I'm giving it a seven. My reason being is I do like this movie a lot. I love the acting. I think everyone did great. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with the time. I hated that moment at the end when you have Manny and it's showing all the movies through time that all were Paramount fucking movies. Right. Um, <laughs> and I just I didn't care for that. And that's it. It's just it's like yeah. tone that it, makes how many tone was it down. Again? Huh? How many how many elephant diarrheas? I'm giving it seven elephant diarrheas. OK, cool. Out cool. of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time because like there's parts of this movie that I really, really liked. It's cool movie. I get what you're saying. I want to give it more, movie. but I'm not going to give it more. I knew that it was like getting really bad reviews and like it was a flop and I knew that going into it. But also, I don't see how it was such a huge failure. There's no way it should have been. John, this movie's really, really good. This it's movie great. is. A it has beautiful really, moments. Really good. It has. It's fine. I mean, like tonally, it goes all over the place. John, this is like RRR. I'm not kidding, yes. but I don't think. I don't think it landed. The way yeah. it was supposed to, unfortunately. And you can kind of see that going down. But like, I mean, hats off to the actors, I think. Especially I Diego Calva is like the it girl <laughs> for sure. John, you can tell everyone put in a lot of hard work for this. And it makes me feel bad that this movie was a flop because it's so meta. I think they were trying it to is like so meta because all these people's careers flopped right? and so did the movie. Yeah, it's so it <laughs> definitely has like sealed its own fate. It was like a, a <laughs> just really weird. 
yeah uh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever to me that, it's not a flop is. though i personally um, don't think it's a flop but i am giving this no. a 70 yeah i think it's really great i would probably agree with you like out of out of 10 um golden showers any literally yeah. anything there's so I mean, many wild I things to think to we didn't this. like touch on that like was crazy like everything's amazing. so crazy in this movie every single shot is crazy it's so I, crazy it it truly there's movie, a, a person dies in every single sequence uh, there's a yes. dead body every single at the end of every single sequence there's a the, naked person and a dead body basically in every scene of this movie right <laughs> uh, oh wait how about out of uh out of 10 um iced up margot robbie nipples uh, yes <laughs> she, she does that too she every does which i think is hilarious uh uh i would give it uh, like a seven and that's like because it has redeeming qualities john it has a lot of redeeming qualities it's just yeah. i can't watch this movie again and that's unfortunate because they did a really 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 good job and this movie there are themes in here there are so many themes going on all at once i wish it would have landed i do but I yeah. also get why it didn't. Exactly. Like it has all the makings for this to be like one of my favorite classic movies, but it just doesn't quite do that for somehow. Maybe probably down the, the runtime. Probably the runtime. The thing is, though, is like <laughs> sometimes I can deal with runtime. It's crazy because we sit here and talk about runtime, but I can literally binge a show for yeah. hours on end. The right, problem right. is, it's like if what I can't do with that sit time? here and feel like I'm binging, that's what has kind of happened. It's like, yeah, the story. It the scene, made there's, me there's, want there to are stop. scenes that there are scenes that go on way too long. And you're like, you could have cut that in half at least. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. But with that, it's, it's Babylon, good. It's good. But the Tomatometer on RottenTomatoes.com um, is a 56 percent. Oh, the, oh, the, the critics uh, gave it a 56 yeah, and the audience what? gave it 52. Ew. Are you for real? So we're like, <sighs> John, we're higher than them. I know. I'm just like weird because I everybody says horrible things. People John, I had fun with watching people, this movie. I know. Like people talk, uh, people I know are talking about it as like, it's the worst movie. Like this is so bad. I'm like, it's, it's not. actually quite good. It's not a bad movie. It's I mean, Spike it Jones is, is in this movie. The filmmaker Spike Jones is in this movie. Who did he play? He plays the director in the white tank top in the making the the war movie. The, that huge sequence. He's like the uh, German director. Uh, are you? For, that's him. Yeah. John, why did I not clock that when I was watching it? It's so weird. And a dude dies on that set, too. And they're like, yeah, you must have run into it. John, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's very good. I know. I don't so, think this is a bad movie. I do think that it it did it to itself. It, yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling po prophecy for sure, which is really unfortunate because there were some. God, you can tell they put so much time and effort into this. Yeah, it's true. But the critics consensus is Babylon's overwhelming muchness is exhausting. But much like the industry it honors, its well-acted, well-crafted glitz and glamour can often be an effective distraction. I mean, huh. I, don't, I think that's kind of accurate. That's fair. And the audience says, Babylon has some entertaining moments and its ambition is impressive, 
but the movie's chaotic and disjointed execution makes it difficult to really enjoy. It is kind of, it is a bit chaotic. There I kind of love that chaos, though. But I mean, it, the it chaos, kind of, they could have pulled it back a little. So here's what so here's where I want to talk about the chaos. You can tell what you're getting into in the very first scene of this movie that lasts 32 Ugh, minutes before God. John. The chaos, it honestly is anxiety inducing. And can I tell you this? The scene whenever at the end when Manny's watching the movie and they yeah. they run through all those movies. Yeah, I actually had to put my tablet down because <laughs> the lights were making me feel crazy. And I had been drinking. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to throw up. You like, I have to actually not watch all of these. No, this is making the room spin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, John, I was like, nope, that's not going to work for T-Dog. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. I, I don't know. But I don't agree with it being a 50. Me neither. It's not terrible. It's not I don't like... agree with it being a 50. I think a seven is appropriate. Gosh. Um, I think it's a good movie, and I think there's so many different things about this that you could like, pick and choose. Didn't How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days get a higher st- score? Like, oh, see, that's why I can't trust nobody. Did Monster in Law get like an eighty? John, I can't trust <laughs> no one. And for real, who knows Monster in Law, dude? <laughs> honestly, ugh. I don't know. This is a great movie. It is like a prestige movie. Um, I believe it's nominated for Oscars. John, we this movie, we've spoiled the least out of anything we've ever done. So if you guys want to watch this movie, you can go into this knowing nothing because we gave you zero. I mean, you can't really. Yeah, go for it. But yeah, it is nominated for best original score. Uh, best production design and best costume design. Honestly, I could get behind all of that. Yeah, I don't know. But also, they, yeah, I don't know. It felt right for the time. Costume design. Perfect. Also, whenever. To- can I just say? Yeah, <laughs> please tell me. Whenever Toby Maguire like lures uh, Manny down into the bowels and the pits. That uh, and it see, it's being depicted as like a place that you really don't want to be at. I was yeah. like, I want to go there. John, you know, <laughs> I wanted to go there, too. You could hear the people having fun in there. So it wasn't like creepy coming out of there. Yeah. But it also gave me like the remake of My Bloody Valentine, which, I by the way, that. I loved it. OK. The remake of My Bloody Valentine in 3D. It comes with the 3D glasses and the DVD case when it came really? out. Really? Okay. Yes, I was like, John, I've probably yeah. watched it like four times. With the glasses <laughs> on? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. It's just a fun horror movie. Mm-hmm. My bloody Valentine. There's do not go into the, this. It is lower the expectations right now. All, all you have to do is go into this and be like, I'm going to enjoy myself. And you will. Yeah, I'm going to have myself a good time. And guess what? That's what I want out of a movie. I just want to yeah. have a good time. It doesn't have to be. I don't need to think about it. It doesn't need to be pie. It doesn't need yeah. to be nothing. Yeah, it doesn't have to have a meaning whatsoever. No, maybe like a vague theme, but nothing really specific. It doesn't have to be like, like, girl, take the pretension out of it. Right. Meanwhile, it's supposed to be we're entertainment. Like, we're sitting here, two gays criticizing movies that we could never achieve. No, we could. <laughs> no, that's OK. Guess what? Because it's a teamwork. It's a, it is a team effort. Yes. And that's why, like, the craftspeople of Babylon have been nominated and not the performers. I don't even know. See, it's a team effort, which is kind of crazy because this whole movie is about, like, the people in the background, too. 
Yeah. This movie's so weird because it encapsulates everything about this movie, but also it flopped just like yeah. the careers of these people. Yeah. There is a moment where like Brad Pitt is like doing a talkie. He has a career in talkies, but he's just unhappy. Basically, he knows it's a piece of shit and he says and the, it. Yeah. He's like he's doing this movie. Uh, uh, he's like co-starring with like some younger stage performer person and the director comes to give notes and they're looking out on, on the water and he's just the director is giving the kid notes and not Brad Pitt like and so Brad Pitt like takes a look at the people behind the scenes and he kind of just like has like this appreciation for the guy yawning at the camera and yep. like you know um, yeah yeah so, interesting it's a cool movie yeah, doesn't it's deserve like a love letter to movies. Doesn't deserve a five. Yeah, Damien Chazelle, good for you. You had you took a big swing. I wouldn't say it was a miss either. I just think no. that there was. I just don't think it was a home run. Right. You it's made weird... it. You made it to second base. You tried third, but you know it didn't work. Yeah, but it's weird. I can't quite put my finger on why it doesn't work. It's. I mean. It is. It's a bit disjointed. Yeah, but good for Diego Calva. Good career move. <laughs> Everybody had great acting. So with that, uh, we're way over time. We and are. You can stream it now on Paramount Plus. Or wherever you can find it. Probably Paramount Plus. So if you're in another country, I'm so sorry. I don't know where you're going to find this. Probably Paramount Plus. Yeah. Good or luck. whatever that's called for you. And uh, with that, uh, Travis, uh, we're going to have to see you at the movies. Roll the credits, you um, unappreciated uh, um, dad who's a manager whose daughter tries to kill them in a snake fight and then face plants into the dirt. Babylon. Dadger. <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> <laughs>